The winds of change are blowing, and it's easy to get lost and off track. Hi, I'm Renee Barabow, the practical shaman, Hay House author of Winds of Spirit, a wind whistler, and soul coat. This is a show for pioneers who want to learn to navigate the world with a chaotic spin awake. Hello, everyone, and we've decided to go live today. We're, we're risking it. <laughs> I am here with Grandmother Maria Teresa Valenzuela. And what do you call it, abuelo? Abuela, Abuela oh, Maria Teresa. Abuela. I don't know, I'm not very good on my Spanish, but let me just give you a little background information so you know why we're sitting here today. I believe we met in like 2004, 2005, and what's it now, 2020? So we've known each other for a very long time, and we met at, of all places, we met at the beach. Uh, we were both at a uh, soul retrieval workshop, and we, we retrieved each other's souls, and we've been fast friends ever since, and I taught her how to swim, and she taught me how to fly, and that's <laughs> kind of how it's been, and, and then... Uh, I brought her to Palm Desert several times, and I brought people to Mexico several times uh, to her, how do you say it? Tequipan? Tequisquiapan. Tequisquiapan. And um, Maria Teresa is also a very uh, influential because uh, when we were at uh, the pyramids together, it's when I first heard the wind whistle. And remember that we were there and I'm like running around the pyramids looking to get this wind whistle. And then of course, once I found one, I wanted 10. And, and so they put up with me as I did this, but none of us knew at the time where the wind work was going, or if we did, we, we didn't really know the magnitude of what was about to happen. But so we've been very intertwined and interconnected all these years, but the last couple of years, she's really gone kind of quiet. And so I'm so excited to have her here. And I, I wanted to remind her about some prophecy she talked about back in 2005. And, and she wants to talk about some of the pandemonium she's seeing in the, the United States, which actually really feeds back into that story you wove for me many, many years ago, when at the pyramid, you, you told us all, and I'm going to dig out the prophecy video because I actually filmed it mm -hmm. and try to weave it in with this. And uh, or share them side by side. But we talked a lot about how we were heading into a time where we needed to live more simply. And something you told me then was pay off all your credit card bills, Americans, and get yourself more manageable. And so for the next 15 years, I worked on getting out of debt. And I, I, I took your words to heart. And I don't know if you know that, but a couple of months ago, I was so excited when I paid off that last credit card bill and thought to myself, okay, now I can, now I, I, I'm not tied to, you know, that monster of debt and that monster of, um, you know, gotta have, gotta have, gotta have. So yes. welcome, and we're really excited you're here. Gracias, gracias, Renee. Yes. So talk to us. Well, like uh, Renee said, uh, we, uh, life gave us uh, an, an incredible opportunity to uh, meet again, uh, it, it was a gathering in Cancun. And, and when I uh, meet people in my life and I form like a very, very, very strong connection, well, I believe a lot in reincarnation. So it's like I uh, found and met my sister again <laughs> from, uh, from another life. And, and yes, yet at that time in uh, Cancun, 
uh, I was traveling a lot and I was uh, sharing a lot of prophecies uh, in terms of uh, the times that were happening at that time. And uh, as we know, uh, prophecies uh, with a lot of vision of what possibly was going to happen in the future. And this prophecy that Renee uh, wanted me to share with you, uh, that I called Renee the other night and I said, remind me, remind me. <laughs> uh, because I was telling her too that, uh, well, my life uh, took a turn too. Uh, I'm a madrina, I'm a guide of the spiritual practice of Santo Daime. I don't know if many of you all know about the Santo Daime, but uh, it's a spiritual practice uh, from the Amazonian in Brazil and, and our sacrament is ayahuasca. So the last, uh, wow, about the last 10 years, I've been very involved in that practice. And uh, gracias, Renee, for surfacing the prophecies again. <laughs> uh, because yes, uh, the prophecies that I used to share and go around doing talks uh, have really unfolded 100% in, in, in this time we're living, especially 2020. And uh, from what I understand too, from other elders here in Mexico, that there's more unfoldment of uh, harder times that are coming, especially the coming five years that uh, will be unfolding with uh, some hardships. And that's what I believe the winds have come out now. You know, some days I get like really like, you know, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go with the wind. And then it was like, Renee, you let it out. You know, you did the work of letting it out and now it has to, it has to move as it will because the wind moves as it will. And that it's only, we're only entering this time that I'm calling the decay. And my, my sense is it's going to be around for 250 years as we move into this next cycle we want to think of like okay let's move through this COVID experience and get on with our lives but that's just not how if you think of like four billion years it's like a drop in the bucket 250 years or whatever this this next cycle of experience we're entering into and I also believe I, I, I I'm not in the Santo Daime church but I, I certainly believe in, in the work that I, of your work, for sure. And, you know, I've worked with a, a teacher now for 10 years, and, but I'm not like, I don't, you know, your, your practice is solid. My practice is I dabble <laughs> in things, except for the wind. Yes. So, so Renee, I wanted to uh, share a little bit uh, uh, that prophecy that, uh, that I shared with you and uh, some of the community there in uh, Southern Mexico, which uh, was the Mayan prophecy. Uh, at that time, I was uh, traveling a lot with one of the elders from Guatemala, from the Mayan lands, uh, and uh, we were going around sharing this prophecy. But there were other prophecies too that I, uh, that I uh, gave talks, but I think this is the most important one that, uh, that has unfolded. Uh, it was said that in December 21st, 2000, uh, 2012, that the prophecy uh, possibly was gonna turn, take like a positive turn, uh, uh, lead us into more harmony, more, more uh, peace, more partnership. 
but but it seems that it hasn't gone that way that uh it, it the prophecy has walked more in, into the the hardships the fears that uh we're living so so this prophecy has seven parts and and the first part uh is the fear is the fear and as we know uh, uh I used the word that uh, the spiritual teacher shared with me a while back, that it's not uh, a panda, pandemonium, it's a pandemonia. It's a pandemonia, that it's a, a war with, uh, with the demons. And, and in being a war with the demons, well, there's a lot of fear. A lot of fear uh, in, 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 the, in the planet, a lot of fear in communities. Uh, so, so it's an inner war of fear, like the prophecy stated that uh, it would be. And, and in that fear, well, uh, it has led us to uh, to two options. If, if we go into the future with more destruction or if we really go into uh, our proper evolution. The, the, the third uh, part of the prophecy is uh, faith that uh, we as uh, humanity on the planet have lost our faith. Our faith, it doesn't matter, I say, what, uh, what you believe in, in uh, Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, the Virgin, but uh, through the years past, we have become very individualistic, very individualistic. Uh, this is where, uh, uh, this has come that we're the dominant ones. We control the earth. We control everything. So, so we've lost the ability to believe in something greater, much, much greater, that that day-to-day -day, uh, guides our life, leads our life. So, so I think that's uh, one of the primary reasons why we're in this mess that we're in and, and why we're going into this destruction of the rainforest, uh, of, of nature. Uh, we've lost uh, that concept of relationship, of relationship, that divine relationship. I, I, I tell my community in the Santo Daime that, that we're all divine, divine beings. Uh, but oh, we've lost that capacity to, uh, to know that we're that spark. Uh, and, and in that uh, individualistic, we've lost the biggest capacity that the Mayans used to say that we came to this planet for two reasons, to serve humanity and to be happy. And uh, we've lost the capacity of service. And another reason uh, too is that uh, in this individualistic individualism, we don't know who we are. We've, we've lost that capacity to know who uh, Maria Teresa is, who John Doe is. We don't know who we are. We have so many masks, so many masks. And, and day to day, we peel one mask, we put another mask. And, and, and I believe that uh, not till we come to the point that we know who we really, really are, we're gonna be able to truly adapt to uh, the forms that are coming in front of us and, and what we are to uh, meet in the future. 
Another thing, another one of the prophecies was technology, that we were going to be in front of tremendous, tremendous technology. And, and I don't think I need to uh, say much about that. Um, uh, and I think in, in my thoughts, one of the biggest technologies that we're in front of is this virus. Uh, because to me, I feel that it was invented, invented under a tremendous technology. So uh, we're under a war of technology. And, and God knows what uh, more viruses will come in terms of the technologies that are also in front of us that don't benefit us as human beings. We know uh, of the ecological changes, what is happening. Here where I live, uh, it's supposed to be summer and it's raining, raining, heavy rains. Last year, we didn't have a winter at all. Uh, the sixth prophecy is that it talks that there, there was an asteroid that was supposed to come in. And as we know, uh, there have been foreign bodies in the sky that have uh, possibly threatened us at times. I, I, I think uh, those of you that watch television a lot or the news have uh, heard of uh, asteroids that are coming closer to the Earth. And uh, it is uh, said that with time, one is gonna come very, very, very close and possibly threaten humanity and the planet. And the seventh prophecy, which is the, to me the most beautiful, which is the positive one, is that uh, humanity will be able to meet uh, this time, uh, turn it around in uh, more terms of partnership, more uh, in peace and harmony so that uh, our children, the, the children of our children will have a better world to live in. So, so those are very quick, uh, the seven prophecies that I used to uh, talk about uh, about 10 years back and uh, here we are, here we are in all of this. So it was fear, faith, uh, technology. It is fear, fear, the psychological changes. Okay. The ecological changes. Okay. The technologies. Okay. The asteroids. Okay. And then uh, the money. The money. And, and then the last one is the, the new world. Because also uh, going back a little bit to the to the prophecies, because I kind of skipped to, in terms of the psychological changes. Uh, uh, they used to say a lot of the elders in that time that there will come a time that there would be a lot of schizophrenia, a lot of psychosis, a lot of neurosis, a lot of depression, a lot of fear. So here we are. Uh, here in my country, in Mexico, uh, uh, there's a lot of new cases of uh, suicides. There's a lot of young people that have taken uh, their lives. Uh, so that's a big one. And, and it has to do with uh, the first prophecy with fear with fear, uh, because psych psychologically, in terms of, uh, I always go to spirituality, we're not prepared to face what is coming. So, so one falls to the dense part of oneself, which uh, brings in the, the denser uh, attributes, the, the more negative attributes. And then money, well, we know that, uh, I, that, uh, I listen a lot to the news sometimes in the United States and uh, 
how this new world order wants to change the, 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 the money, the new money that is coming. Money too here in Mexico, uh, our economies are very, very, very low. Very, very low. So uh, a lot of suffering, a lot of uh, more poverty uh, because there's no way to pay money, uh, pay people. So, yeah, so. that's a big one. And right now there's, there's a change shortage and, you know, really pushing to a cashless society and all, all, of, all of those things. Are you finding that in Mexico too, that they want ever, you know, we're now using our ATM cards and our Venmos and our, you know, our technological money things, where, whereas before we used to exchange a dollar bill or a quarter. Well, in Mexico, Renee, because uh, it's more like a third world country and uh, the economies are low, low, low. So, so what is happening, people that had uh, a little bit of money, had their, uh, their businesses, their tienditas, uh, and, and because in the, pandem the, pan the quarantena, we call it the quarantena, the pandemonium to stay inside. Uh, people were not going out at all. So the little money that they had uh, was saved. So a lot of the small businesses uh, closed down, closed down. And, mm -hmm. and in many of the stores, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Cuba. When I used to go to Cuba, that, that the stores hardly have any groceries. Mm -hmm. so, so these places are gonna shut down. So yes. So here in Mexico, there's a very big movement right now to plant your gardens. Even if you have a very small garden, plant your lettuce, your tomatoes. So, so, so it's a movement that is moving rapidly because we're starting to understand that we're not gonna be able to rely on the, the peso or uh, on these stores that mm -hmm. used to carry food for us to eat. Yeah, that was the biggest surprise at the beginning of this, um, you know, stay at home order was that I, I'd, I'd walk to the grocery store, which was a few blocks away. And, you know, whereas I'm used to being able to pick from a whole butcher's market, it'd be like, okay, you can get one piece of meat. And, you know, there was only vegetables that there was there, like, so, okay, today, I'm gonna have cauliflower. And it was like a daily trip. And I've been saying for years that if one one kind of pandemonium type thing like this and there's going to be no groceries because i could see after a busy holiday weekend but then we saw it at a whole new level you know this this spring when this happened and really uh you know ask yourself how were you prepared you know were did you have what you needed and i i did have what i needed and and i was very aware of how tenuous all that really was and how it was all built up to be something that it couldn't sustain itself in, in the fact of a, you know, a shutdown. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, well, for myself and many people uh, here in Mexico during, uh, during the quarantena, the, the word in uh, Spanish is quarantena. Um, like I said, uh, we, we depend on uh, small stores and, and, and we depend on our markets that, uh, that they carry like a lot of vegetables and fruits. Uh, but because everything shut down, uh, there were no fruits or vegetables coming in, into the pueblos, into the towns. So we also had to rely on eating less, 
eating mm-hmm. less and and uh and saving our money the little that uh that we had uh so so it was a it was a big lesson in that term and it has been a big lesson but but in a way it's a good lesson because in eating less uh people talk that they're healthier now and and uh they're having to learn new ways to eat that are healthier I found that too, um, that like when I go to get something processed now, my tongue has changed, yes. you know, whereas you could go out and grab something fast. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, that doesn't taste good anymore. Cause I've been cooking at home for so long and I'm a good cook. So, you know, but we didn't even know that our taste buds were so off. Yes, exactamente. So, so I think this, I think uh, out of the quarantena, many positive things came out. Uh, for myself, and uh, I talk about my community, my spiritual community, because that's my spiritual family, and uh, we've talked a lot in, in terms of uh, the quarantena, what happened, uh, the the positive and the negative that uh, resulted from that. I think there's more chaos still brewing, and, and so how do we stay, how do we rise above the chaos scum to be able to listen to our, our our inner wisdom, like to know that, you know, that's BS, that's BS, that's BS. What's true for me today is this. How do I get really, really clear on what my service is at the moment? Well, Renee, I, I feel that uh, what people need to do is first is they, they need to look at their fear because I think uh, fear is the basis of everything. And, and like I said, there's a very big uh, individual and collective fear uh, growing on the planet. And, and, and I think, uh, I, I always use uh, the example of the, of the native feather, of the native feather, that the one needs to get on the, the, the road of the, of the feather and, and walk, uh, direct, direct, and, 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 and focus yourself on uh, understanding what that fear is about, turning it around to, to the positive, what you need to accomplish uh, that day. I, I, I say day to day, dia a dia, dia a dia. And, and also uh, you need to start, stop watching uh, so much news, uh, so much television, uh, so much what is happening in the world in, in, in some way, because as we know that it invokes a lot of fear and, and we really don't know how much is true. And, and in taking that direct path, one needs to start praying, meditating, uh, focusing on your service, what you need to do to, uh, to serve humanity. But I, I feel that a lot of it is uh, that there's so much distraction from the outside. So the work uh, at this time is to go in. You need to go in, focus, in, in. That's that's the work. And and I feel that uh, in, in many ways, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed because I've noticed that uh, many people did not accomplish that uh, during a tremendous opportunity mm-hmm. that we had to be inside our houses inside of us uh 
people still had that mentality of so much distraction. So, so that's where the fear, the suffering, the anxiety. I, I, I told uh, one of my spiritual teachers from Brazil when the quarantena started that uh, I felt so blessed because uh, there, there were many men and women in the world that have had great opportunities in the past, like the yogis, nuns that had opportunities to go into caves and stay there like for a year, <laughs> three years. And I said, I feel blessed because I have the opportunity now to stay inside my house for four months and go inside my, my cave and, and really get to know who Maria Teresa is, her good parts, her negative parts, uh, start looking at my mask, feeling my mask, looking at myself and, and uh, gathering my prayer, uh, looking at my fears. So, so the four months were a tremendous initiation of a, of, a, of a purification, of a purging for me to come out and, and face what is in front of me. Lucky you, I was working like, you know, because I work in addiction treatment and now I'm moving into mental health of all things. And I wanted to go to the island and write the next book and, and spirits are like, no, no, no. This is what you've been training for all these years. Now you have to get into work. And, and I think, let's talk about that. Cause I don't know that people knew that all of those 30 years of training we were doing all the 25 years was in preparation for this time. Not like that. All, it wasn't play. It was, we were prepared and we didn't even know we were getting prepared for some of us. I mean, I knew I was doing something for some reason, but I had no idea until I was standing in this chaos holding courts for, mm -hmm. for, for all of the people who were struggling out there. And it was, I, and I'm sure you felt that in your, your cave too, that we were holding space for a lot of people who were, were, were drowning and not doing quite as well as we were because they hadn't prepared as well. Yes, because I, I think Renee, you and I talked about this way back that uh, I feel that uh, our generation uh, and, and a little bit of the generation behind us that uh, we came in to this uh, planet at this time with a very, very uh, big mission uh, kind of like uh, a preparation that in a very conscious or unconscious way, we knew what was coming. Hmm. We knew what was coming. And, uh, and, and a lot of us that were more awake uh, in the past years took more opportunity to uh, really prepare ourselves uh, uh, spiritually or in the material world. And, and in that too, I think the ones uh, that were more conscious open oneself to service. How was I gonna serve? Serve uh, my brother and sister when the bomb hit? Which uh, I, uh, I, I know, Renee, that uh, you're, uh, all my respect and admiration, because I know that uh, you're a great uh, medicine woman of service. <laughs> and, and to me, that's what a true medicine woman is. It's, it's service, doing it uh, with a lot of humility, uh, uh, humbleness. And, and I've always known that about you. Well, so. I've become more humble over the years. We can, <laughs> let's get real. We've known each other for a long time. It took a long time. I had a trip a few times and, and really, you know, but I think that was all part of the learning to really find that place of, and in yourself. I mean, we, we've really watched each other grow, grow yeah. over the years. So talk about 
So you down in Mexico, and I say down because you're south of me, not, not because south. you're down in Mexico, but that they look at the, the Americans as having a pandemonium. Is it, are you are you speaking specifically to the Americans or are, are we, I mean, we're at the center of things and we're not doing so well, it doesn't seem. I mean, what is, or is it just worldwide? I'm talking about uh, collective as a planet because okay. I think, uh, the time has come that we need to end uh, this uh, th this uh, understanding that uh, I'm Mexican, Renee, you're American. Uh, I live in Mexico. I, I think if we're gonna advance uh, forward, we need to consider ourselves that we're one human race and, and we live on this wonderful, wonderful planet. What happened to me during the quarantena that I had this uh, tremendous understanding that, that I uh, had two uh, periods uh, in, in my solitude, in my retreat, uh, that I uh, developed this uh, very external fear. I felt a lot, a lot of fear. Not internal, but I felt a lot of fear. Um, and, and, and I felt that uh, it was like a collective fear on the planet. It, it, it was a, a fear of what uh, all of humanity was going on, what was uh, walking on the planet. In the Santo Daime, I'm a medium too. So, so I feel things uh, very sensitive. And it feels the older I get, the more sensitive I become. So, so I was feeling the human pain of, 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 the, of uh, the animals, uh, uh, the, um, the nature, uh, every sentient being on, on the planet that I uh, had like two days of uh, a depression and, and, and I felt uh, physically sick. So, so for me, uh, it led me to believe that uh, this is not anymore about Mexico, the United States, uh, Spain, or, or, or about my friend that lives in Peru, Papareta. This is now about every sentient being on the planet. And how do you think, you know, in your intuition and into your sensitivity, how are we doing and how can we, how can we move forward with a little more ease and grace? And like, I have the wind. And ever since I, I met the wind, I knew that I was held. It didn't all the years of seeking all of that, it was like, wow, I got it. it. So for me, it was profound and simple at the same time. So how do you, what tools do you give to the people who can't move from that fear, who are stuck in that old paradigm that seems to be decaying? Well, well first, uh, Renee, I can go back a little bit and I wanna share some uh, visions that I had. Okay during the quarantena and uh, that, that I felt very, very, very strongly. During the quarantena, I, uh, I had some days that I felt that we did energetically took a quantum, a quantum leap. It did happen, it did okay. happen. But I know that, uh, I, I study Buddhism too. I know that uh, karmically, uh, uh, there is a collective karma uh, and an individual karma. And, and I think right now we're in the thick of it. 
that, that we're paying a very, very big collective and individual karma to, to where we have to be responsible. And, and uh, a vision that I had when I felt that we took that quantum leap was that the river split, the river split, uh, like the river of Jordan. And, and here were the, the people that in, that re, that in, true, in the true sense, uh, consciously uh, are doing their work and we're gonna do their work. And here were the ones that were gonna be left behind. So, so, so I feel that's where we are right now on the planet. The ones that are really in harmony and peace, uh, service. And, and here are the ones that are still in their addictions and their anger that didn't take the leap and change during this great opportunity of four months to, to look at themselves. So, so I feel that we're like split right now on the planet. Mm. Uh, an, another vision that I had, which is a little bit more of an eccentric type vision, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, a lot of the attacks that uh, there were having here on the planet are from uh, beings or sources outside of our planet. So, so there's also like a war going on outside of our dimension. I think these are like uh, six, seven, eight, nine dimensional beings. And, and they have torn through the, through the web of the planet and, and infiltrating their uh, negativity. And, and uh, because the river has split, that these beings have more possibility to influence the ones who did not take the proper turn of, of consciousness which means that the ones of us that did take the right path, the right turn, are gonna have to work harder with our light, with our light to uh, face these uh, forces. And, put, and I always go back to the same thing, fear, not to be fearful, not to be fearful. We have to be uh, positive. I tell people, you have to be positive. Positive is alkaline, positive, mm. um, uh, be more humble, uh, more noble, be flexible, but not be afraid of these forces. If I, I, I tell my community, if you truly believe in spirit or something much higher, there is nothing to fear. The only thing you have to fear are your demons up here and possibly because they're tearing your aura. It's penetrating, it's penetrating. But, but, but you have to be a, a soldier of the light in these times. True to yourself. You have to be true to yourself. So, so that's, those are some of the visions that I had. I had similar visions. I didn't see it as a two rivers. I saw it as kind of two discs. Mm -hmm. and, and that there was like a, a bigger, there was a bigger chasm between these two, two, two discs. And... I found for myself that I found this um, woman who was offering Diksha meditations, breathing meditations, and they were, I swear, they were, I was guzzling the Diksha because it was the only thing that I could, could do to hold on some of the points. And, and it wasn't even, my life was just this normal drama, but there was just like this, 
extra layer of intensity that I know that most of the healers and the people I know who've done the work could feel. The question that I, I, I really would love for you to answer for people is there is so much information, disinformation, you know, and the truth lies somewhere in the middle. So how do we start to discern what is that path? What is the right next step? You know, and one thing that I will say about this virus, however it was started, wherever it was created, any of it, nature conspired. Right. It is worldwide. Clearly, we got out of we uh, this idea that we were in some kind of control was really kind of crazy because the winds came in and, you know, now it's it's planetary. And so it, it's like the first time that we've all had a sore throat and we all have to, you know, we all have to make sure that everyone else doesn't get our flu. And so how do we know, how do we start to discern the truth for ourselves? Well, it's like when I started at the beginning, Renee, that, uh, that we've never really known who one is. You don't know who you are. I think that's been uh, the story of humanity for a long time. I'm, I'm gonna use myself like uh, reference to myself, like uh, uh, does Maria Teresa really know who she, who she is? Who she is? We put on so many false uh, labels, so many false names, so many false credits uh, that, that we've always uh, looked out, out, out with these, uh, these uh, false issues that, that we haven't taken the time, truly the time uh, to go in and, and to really rediscover you. Mm -hmm. Who is Maria Teresa? Because when you rediscover yourself, there's a lot of inner strength, a lot of inner strength. Um, and, and, and I think uh, the quarantena, like I said, gave us tremendous opportunity to, to sit in silence to, to go into your cave, to, uh, to pray, gather your prayer. We all have an inner prayer, a personal inner prayer. Uh, and and, and uh, we, have, we all have a very deep inner connection with divine. Uh, we are the divine. But, but like I said, we're always seeking outside that uh, I, I think through history, we've lost that ability that we are spirit. We are the divine, we are the goddess. So, so I think the work in this time is to take time uh, to go in. That's why I like uh, the Santo Daime a lot and uh, the process that people pass when they drink uh, ayahuasca. Uh, as, as you know, Renee, because it's a very personal process that you drink the medicine and, and you have to go through a, a very, very intense catharsis. It's where you have to look at your mirror. I, I think that's the, the question. You have to truly be honest and look at your mirror, go through your catharsis to be able to come out at the other side with wisdom to, uh, to, to, to have a better life. But, but uh, that's what I'm teaching people right now that they need to uh, go in. I, I, I don't see any other uh, form really, Renee, in these times. Yes, I agree with that, that, you know, the change, be, the own, the way I refer to it in the wind work is that we're sailing from our own ships. 
our own wheelhouses. And that doesn't mean that we're not all connected, but the only, my true north or my magnetic north is not your magnetic north because you're standing in a different place. And if I do that inner cleansing, that inner work she's talking about, which I find the medicine work to be very profound with the right teachers, you know, there's way a lot of people out there doing it that I don't recommend, but the true teachers like, um, you know, grandmother Maria Teresa, who's been working with her own healing for so many years, that 23 years, 23 years. <laughs> exactly this, that, that this is the only way, because when I see that I'm full of shit and I say, oh my God, you're full of shit, Renee. And I clear that out and then I come and try to show up as a better human being, then I show up and make better choices. And so for me, it's always been your personal healing that is the key for our person, our global transformation. Okay. And that we, and um, as you said it so well, we're all one humanity. We're not, we like to think we're separate, but we're not. That's yes. what. And, and, and the sadness is, is uh, if I'm here, and, and, and if my brother and sister is here, and if my brother and sister is uh, angry, uh, yelling, and, and if we're uh, all connected, the, the sadness is that it's going to affect me. Mm -hmm. so, so there's a lack of responsibility for, for your relation, mm -hmm. your relation. So, so, so that's uh, an, another thing. Uh, and, and, and another thing too that I thought of right now is uh, compromise, compromiso. Uh, uh, that's why uh, I also uh, respect your work uh, and the work you've done because you've had a lot of uh, compromise. Compromise or compromiso, commitment. Ah, commitment. commitment. Uh, that's what people also lack is, is commitment to their, to their service and to their work. And, and in that comes the service. Uh, that, that's another way we can help also people. Uh, you start a project, a true, true project and, and stay committed to serve humanity and the people that are coming to you. Absolutely. I always liken that to when I went to the sweat lodge, I'd have to get there early, you know, to build the fire. And then I would be the, the one who helped take off the blankets and then fold the blankets and then go and make sure that the, the food was served and the spirit plate was delivered. We'd like to show up for the, the, the lodge, the ceremony, but we have to tend to it before and tend to it after. And I find that in, in the, um, the Western culture, we just want the goods. You know, the, the work is the other part that we don't think that is for us. So we only have a few minutes left. So I want you to leave us with some really profound wisdom. Okay, I'm going to leave you with a wisdom. I, I drew it. Uh, it. It's something that I've shared uh, very little. Um, I, I have uh, another teacher. And uh, I, I like to uh, teach by uh, diagrams. I like to teach that a lot. So uh, I drew it. Uh -huh. And uh, for me, uh, I'm teaching this uh, spiritually. Like I said, we have really pulled away from uh, our spirituality and to believe in something much bigger than ourselves. So this middle line, is spirit, it's the master. It came to me that uh, 
that there are no mas no no masters here on the on the earth. It, it's an illusion to say this is a master. The true master is spirit, is spirit which is in the universe, and spirit comes down from the heavens to the earth and filtrates spirits, spirit. So we are spirit. Everything around us is spirit. So the master is bringing down spirit to us on the earth. This is the extension of the mother, the feminine. The mother is always behind the master, the father. The mother is the great protector. That's why we need to honor the mother, the feminine, in the universe, in the earth. And she brings down her extensions to the planet, to the earth. And in bringing down to her, to her extensions with the spirit of the divine, here we are in spirit. She procreates with the earth to give us all the creation that we have here all the creation and uh, because I believe in Buddha and Jesus Buddha and Jesus are here they're two brothers two brothers but the most important in all of this is spirit it's the teacher the master that comes up from above to the earth to penetrate us with this energy of spirit to procreate here on the earth. And we are spirit. I, I, I leave you with that wisdom. We are spirit. We are the divine. We are that procreation. And, and, and that's why we need to, uh, to pray, say our uh, meditations, our mantras, uh, return uh, to, to that spark that we are this divine that is coming to the earth and that we are always protected by the mother. The mother is always behind us. So, so I, I, I leave you all with that. Hold on a second. I'm gonna, that's great. Uh -huh. I took a, tried to take a picture of that. I'll have to grab a picture <laughs> afterwards so I can, picture. you send me a picture of that, would you? The, um, so that is beautiful. I, as always, I'm so honored that you could take time from, you know, I know that you're a spiritual leader and you do a ton of work and you're always invited back here. And, and trust me, I've been trying to get her to speak now for about two or three years. So when she said, Renee, I'm ready. I'm there like today. How about today? <laughs> and I've missed you. I know I've missed you too. Missed you. Uh -huh. I do need to come down and we do need to yes. go. We, the, you know, we do need to go talk to whistle makers and I need to come. And yeah. that was my great sadness that I kept saying, I'm going to come down and we're going to go meet Gregorio. And, and we didn't, and I didn't. And, and, and so I'm very sad that, that he passed on, but I also know that he did the work of opening up that portal, because I don't know if you know this Maria Teresa, but right before the book went to print, and we started shipping the wind whistles uh -huh. that when they raised that supermarket in, in, in Mexico City, they uncover, uncovered Icatel's wind temple. Exactly. And it was the exact same time that the book went to press. And I know that it's all related and, and that, you know, and someone sent me recently, and you don't know this either, a picture of the divine wind mother. Wow. 
Wow. And it's a temple, it's a, a church in uh, Northern Peru. Wow. Yes. And so, and, and then when I went to look that up in Google, it said, you will know me, I will come on the wind. So, wow. yes, yeah, so I know the wind has everything to do with the, 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 that divine feminine that's coming back to this planet, but it's, a, it's a, like, it's a long story and, you know, stay with us as we unfold it. And I look forward to coming to visit you Sweet. when I can come out of this quarantino. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to tell you that I think uh, you found your mission. I think you have a tremendous mission still in front of you, uh, because I think uh, the element, the most powerful element that we need to overcome right now, it's the wind as human beings, and it's the mental wind up here. Hmm. I, I think that's where all our uh, negative uh, perturbations, our emotions are, are, are brewing. So, so hmm. you have a tremendous mission with the wind. Well, I'm glad that I have partners like you, that Sami. I'm glad that I have partners like you to, to walk this mission with and all of the other people out there listening. So this is the Practical Shaman podcast and please like it and share it. And I don't, I, I do the Shaman's Cave every week with Sandra Ingerman, but when I have special guests, I come on here and have my own podcast. So uh, if you know those special guests that we should be interviewing, let me know and and, and peace to you all and peace to you, my my grandmother friend. Somewhere along the line, we became grandmothers. I still can't wrap my head around that one, but. <laughs> Gracias. Bonito Lo dia. Bye-bye. Love you. Love you too.